0: I'm not prepared for this, clearly, because I just told you I forgot to put something in the app, so clearly I'm not prepared, but I actually mean in a different way, I'm not ready for today, because we are starting a worship series on our feelings and emotions, And no, I'm not just not ready for that because I'm a guy. I'm not ready for that because I am not a psychologist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I I haven't gone through the the professional training to be a a licensed therapist or, or counselor in that sense. And so I feel a little bit more like Lucy in the Peanuts movies. And when she sets up her little help stand, five cents, I know all of the, some of the terminology that might be used, but I have not been professionally trained for this. And so today, as ironic as it might sound, I feel inadequate to help you when you feel, well, Inadequate. you ever feel that way? Inadequate? No, some of you, as soon as I said that word, you immediately could relate. Maybe for others of you, you're kind of thinking about what does that mean? So let's define it. These feelings of inadequacy, we're not just talking about when you haven't had the, the right education or, or the proper training. This is a, a much deeper thing. It, it's that feeling inside your heart and in your mind that, that somehow you yourself, in your being, and the makeup of your person, that you somehow are not enough. That you are insufficient. That in some way you are deficient. Inadequate. And what do you do with that? when you feel that way what do you do with that in in our world and in our culture that wants to celebrate every single individual and what you can accomplish and do on your own but what if you feel like you can't i did some research for today To help me get prepared as I dove into some Psychology Today articles and and TED Talks on our feelings and our emotions, do you know what I discovered? Sometimes, the emotions that we do feel, even the, the physical reactions and effects that are taking place in our body, those can actually be signals to us of much deeper thoughts and feelings that we are wrestling with. So when your heart races, or you just don't feel good, or you're angry, or you're frustrated, or, or you're sad, those might be a sign to you that you are dealing with a much deeper feeling, including Feelings of inadequacy. This licensed clinical social worker, Hilary Jacobs Hendel, she writes, We are not born feeling inadequate. Life experiences and emotions create that sense within us in a variety of creative ways. And so throughout this sermon series, this worship series, we're going to ask God to help us We're going to ask God to help us to notice and name and navigate our emotions and our feelings. So, sorry to get a little psychoanalytical on you today, but I'm going to ask you to to think through and consider your emotions and your feelings to, to peruse through your mind your life experiences And discover where and when and why you sometimes feel inadequate. And maybe the the first couple of those questions is a little bit easier to answer where and, and when do you feel inadequate, kind of noticing and naming that emotional feeling. But the why, that might much be a harder question to answer. How do I navigate this feeling? Another professional, mental health professional, he talked about three different common causes for feelings of inadequacy. His name is Nick Ingwall, and he said, here are some of the reasons that we might feel inadequate. Unhelpful comparisons to others— a habit of self-criticism, and then early life experiences and traumas. And if you notice all of those things, they, they really have to do with where our focus is. is our focus on ourselves or on others? And so sometimes your feelings of inadequacy might be because you have an unhealthy focus either on others or on yourself. I think so often in our lives, our mental focus is on others. Or we live in a culture that lives and breathes competition. Uh, We are always trying to get to the top. We're we're always trying to to beat out one another, one up one another. All kinds of different aspects. I mean, you take your kids to the doctor. And not only will the doctor tell you if they are at a healthy height and weight, but then they will also tell you that they are either in the 8th or the 80th percentile compared to all other kids their age. And it really doesn't matter, as long as they are healthy. but as parents, what do we do? We turn it into a competition. My kids, 80th percentile. about yours, right? Oh. We, we love to, to scroll our Instagram feeds and, and the TikTok videos to see the, the latest and greatest trends from the wealthy and the celebrated. We, we gaze longingly at the Facebook posts of those moms who, who seem to have it all together, right? They have time to, to cook and clean and, and bake with their kids and play with their kids and do crafts, and they don't even look tired. All will stalk the LinkedIn profiles of the associates, associates who are high-functioning, powerful, seemingly have never had an off day at the office in their life. And then we compare. How do you do it? How do you tend to compare yourself to others? And when you do, does that lead to feelings of inadequacy? And Maybe for you, your unhealthy focus isn't on others. Maybe it's on yourself. And maybe that produces those feelings. I'm not built for this. I'm not smart enough. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the determination, the the motivation, the the drive, the the perseverance that is needed for this. When you look inside yourself, in your own heart, in your own mind, what do you tend to see? Do, Do you tend to see your failings and your faults? Do you determine that you are inadequate? And again, our our culture and its cliches, they don't really help with this. Right? Just do it. The, The power is within there. Within you, get out there and crush it, you animal. Except when you don't. And accept when you can't. And then you just feel inadequate. Insufficient. So how are we going to navigate that in a healthy way? We go back to Hilary Hendel. She gave this advice. Some things that you can do. Stand in a power pose two to three times a day to feel more confident. I'm not sure. I didn't quite get through the entire TED Talk, so I don't know if that's like the Superman. Stand in the power pose two to three times a day to gain confidence. Practice deep belly breathing exercises. Get exercise. Exercise. To cause adrenaline to flow and to give you a sense of empowerment. And remember this helpful phrase, compare and despair. And you catch yourself comparing yourself to others and just stop. Because it's unhelpful. And now please understand that there's some sound advice in there that is probably incredibly helpful. Please understand that I know and I recognize that there is incredible value in working with a professional counselor, professional therapist, and they, they can give incredible help. But I think that that list missed the most powerful solution for when we feel inadequate. The all-sufficiency of our God, to turn to his miraculous power, his transformative power. And so I believe that God will be at work in your life to draw you to put your focus not on yourself, not on others, but where it really needs to be on your God. The Bible is filled with people who felt inadequate. Leaders and teachers and missionaries and church planners and and prophets and kings who felt like they weren't enough. And today we're going to see how God drew one of them to put his focus on his God and on his miraculous, transformative power. And we discover that in Exodus chapters 3 and 4. Now just a quick cursory history of the Jewish people up until this point to get us up to speed. There was a man named Joseph, and Joseph brought his entire family, all his brothers and all of their families, to live in the land of Egypt because life was good there. And they were given Land. They were given opportunity and freedom. And over 400 years, that family grew to become a people. And the leaders of Egypt, they got scared. They got nervous. This people had become too strong, too powerful, and so they enslaved them. And not only that, but then... They carried out a program of genocide. They murdered all the infant boys who were born. Moses was one who escaped, adopted into the royal family, the the household of Pharaoh himself. As Pharaoh grew up, he was trained and educated not only by his Hebrew mother, but then also by the, the palace officials and tutors. Life was good for Moses until he recognized the oppression that was being carried out against his people. And he reacted and he murdered a man and then fled the country. Time passed. Nearly 40 years. Moses had gotten married, had children, had a family, had had a job. And then that's where we find him in Exodus chapter 3. On this mountainside where Moses then discovered a bush that was engulfed in flames, but Moses noticed that it wasn't consumed and he needed to go and see what it was. The presence of God himself. And God spoke from that burning bush and he said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. So now, Moses, go. I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. And Moses felt inadequate. And Moses said, Who am I? Where was his focus? On himself. on his faults, uh, on his failures. I am not enough. And all of the questions that then he asks God as you continue reading, all of those questions, they really reveal his feelings of inadequacy. What if the people don't listen to me? What if they won't follow me? What if I can't speak well enough? And again and again and again, God answered Moses, and he directed him not to have his focus on himself, but to focus back on God, and to focus on God's miraculous power, because God's power is all-sufficient, and it is completely adequate. And so every single sign to which God pointed Moses, pointed Moses back to God himself. It started with that fiery bush that was not consumed That miracle of God's presence and it demonstrated that his power cannot be exhausted. And when Moses asked, who am I? God answered and said, I am who I am. Moses threw his staff on the ground and it transformed, became a snake and then he picked it back up and it was a staff again. He put his hand into his cloak and when it came out, it was, Leprous, white, diseased. He put it back in. It came out. It was healed and healthy. God's transformative power. God told Moses, you're, you're going to be able to pour out water and it will change into blood. And as much as all of these signs were intended to help the people to trust Moses, to follow Moses, they were also intended for Moses. Moses to trust God, to put his focus on God's creative power. The Lord himself reminded Moses, who gave human beings their mouths? Who makes them deaf or mute? Who gives them sight or makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you speak and will teach you what to say. And God also calls you to focus on his all-sufficient, transformative power. Because it is that power that is able to transform your inadequacy into a miraculous sufficiency. And so when we wonder how to navigate our feelings of inadequacy, we need to listen to God's call. We need to put our focus where it needs to be, not on ourselves, not on others, but on our all-sufficient God. There's one line of advice from Hilary Hendel that I haven't shared yet. It was actually the first one that she gave when you're feeling inadequate. She said to remind yourself again and again that the feeling of not enough was learned. It's not an objective fact. Biblically, that is inaccurate. You see, there's a truth that we have to understand and we have to wrestle with. And that is that we are inadequate on our own. Because we are sinful, which means that we are imperfect, which means that we will fall and we will fail on our own. But God sent a Savior to rescue all people from their inadequacy. God sent a Savior, his own Son, Jesus, to rescue, to unshackle and set free the deepest chains that held us. The tyrants that held their violent power over us, sin and Satan and death itself. And it's in the miraculous and transformative power of the gospel that declares to you that in Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. In Jesus Christ, you have been made new. You have been restored. You have been redeemed. That is what transforms your inadequacy into sufficiency. Jesus transforms your life. And for you to know it, just look at the miraculous signs that God has given to you. The miraculous sign of a cross where it was Jesus' blood that was spilled down onto the ground and it became a river of life to wash you clean. Look at that miraculous sign of the tomb where Jesus pale white cold lifeless body was laid but then three days later as that tomb was opened up it was revealed that he was no longer there he was alive with vibrant life for you look to the miraculous sign of your baptism Where God, the Holy Spirit, was at work with that miraculous transformative power, and He made you into God's own child, declared you His, declared that you are now God's own workmanship. You are God's own handiwork, and God doesn't make things that are inadequate. God doesn't make people who are insufficient that power, that miraculous power of God, it renews you each and every day. The miracle of the gospel means that you never need to feel inadequate because you can trust in who God has made you to be. And though we struggle with our sins and our weaknesses and our failings, still God chose you. Still God chose sends you. And God always sends for a purpose. God sent Moses for his own purposes. He heard the cry of his people and he had mercy and God chose to work through Moses. God could have shown up in his fiery, consuming presence on the front porch of Pharaoh's palace instead of that mountain hillside but he didn't. In his wisdom, he chose to work through Moses. And in his wisdom, God still chooses to work through you. God has chosen you. To accomplish his purposes through you. And, and whether that is as a father, whether it is as a mother, whether, whatever employment that you find yourself in, in in your days of retirement as a child, as a student, a teacher here at Divine Savior Academy, it doesn't matter whatever role God has chosen. He has called you to serve his purposes and he will empower you. And so though we feel inadequate, let's rely on the sufficiency of of God. So do you ever struggle with feelings of inadequacy? When you do, notice it, name it for what it is, and then navigate it. Navigate it by putting your focus back on the God of miraculous and transformative power and so maybe I'm not a licensed professional clinical therapist maybe I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist but I think I can tell you something today that will help you that I can tell you about this amazing miraculous power that the all-sufficient God has worked in your life through Jesus Christ, your Savior. And so when you feel inadequate, make sure that your focus is where it needs to be, not on yourself, not on others, but on your God and his miraculous, all-sufficient power which can transform you. His miraculous power makes you far more than adequate.